The Those Guys with Ships show is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Those Guys with Ships show, the Versecast Community Podcast. My name is John Abraham. My name is Jimmy Croker. I'm Ace Azamine for the for the second time this time around. Yeah, what? he did Thanks us up. Yeah, because 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 you uh, you false started on us last time. You guys gave me shit about false starting. Now it's your turn, Gleep. Hello, language potty uh, mouth. Okay, well, there's 15 minutes of my night that I'm not going to get back. <laughs> 15 minutes? I am... Okay, maybe five minutes. Five minutes to edit I, Edit out one word uh, at the very beginning of the podcast. It's late. I'm tired. It takes time. <laughs> I, have to, I have to actually edit out the word except for the... The beginning and end, and then put the beep on top of it. At least, at least we're not doing an interview with Disco Lando. Thanks, Ace. That helps <laughs> a lot. I am Gleep. We are those guys with ships. This is episode fifty of our community podcast. Today is October twenty sixth, twenty nine forty five Standard Earth Time. Thank you, Ronald Jenkins. Hotel Midi is the intro outro track uh, for. Um, this the next 10 episodes or so um it is off of ronald's most recent album alphanumeric which can be found along with all of his other fine musics at the www.ronaldjenkies.com so guys um how are you i'm doing pretty well i'm doing fantastic that's good i'm glad to hear it i'm great <laughs> it's such great radio we're all good we're all Any- dandy aren't we Anybody have a fun story to share? Something, something nice, something you know, civic-minded. Something, you know, maybe you helped a puppy out of a tree, or are we making up for my my language slip? Um, what's going on here? I'm very confused. Gleep, do you have something uh, civic-minded yeah. you want to share? No. It's a therapy session. <laughs> yeah, you, do you have something you want to get off your chest, Gleep? We're here for you. That frightens me greatly. <laughs> Actually, um, Ace said the first curse word ever on this podcast, and I don't think we edited it out that time. Did I? Really? Yeah. When was, was this? It was a while. I think I actually I don't think Jimmy was there for some reason. Do you remember that gleep? I I believe I do. It was the same word. I'm, I'm still, I'm still in, in shock. I'm still scarred. <laughs> I, I sincerely apologize for my rough mouth. You should be a potty mouth. You're a potty mouth. To be fair, there was an in-depth discussion about what Johnny does on the toilet, what his activities are. So I don't feel like we're exactly the height of of uh, Who's society Johnny? here. Who's Johnny? 
Excuse me, Jimmy. I apologize. Listen, we could we could talk about playing playing video games uh, during a natural uh, human function all day long. Potty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Did you guys well, watch uh, Back to the Future for the uh, Back to the Future Day? I saw the power laces. Yeah, those are pretty cool. No, I didn't. I didn't do it. I, you guys, were you ever into the Back to the Future? I, I you know, it never, it never flipped my skirt, as they say. I love. I Back enjoyed to them. the Future. I, I mean, I enjoyed the movies for what they were. I, I didn't think it was. I mean, I thought it was cool that you know we we are now uh, in that time frame, um, and it's amusing to see you know what they guessed was the future. But man, they got so, a fair amount of things right. No did. hoverboards or flying cars, but hey. Yeah, no hoverboards, no flying cars. So what would the uh, no things that they got right be? They yeah. did predict the rise of sequelitis and remakes. Jaws 19, baby. We're not yeah. even close. Yeah, we were already in sequel mode at that point. I think we had already I think we were already on like Friday the 13th part 80 at that point. Really? When the when the back I mean cuz cuz I'm just thinking like the Spider-Man movies alone, how many there have been? 3. And then two more, right? That's five. And then there's another iteration reboots, that's going to appear in the count. Avengers movies. The Avengers movies aren't sequels; they're a continued story, right? But then the Spider-Man that's going to appear in those will be something else again, entirely different. Okay, those are comic books, though. Like that happens <laughs> with comic books. True. The thing about Back to the Future is, I think the first movie is actually a a good movie like it's spielberg and it's it's pretty good um the second one i actually think is a pretty bad movie but it's the weakest of the three yes definitely but i still enjoy it because it's still time travel it's still marty mcfly it's doc brown biff it's still in that same world that i like and then the third one is better than the second one um, yeah, there's not as much going on, um, but like the Wild West setting is cool. So as a whole, I like the series. Like I really enjoy watching them, but I know that they're not like amazing movies, especially the second one. There's so much bad. Really, the worst thing about that movie is the makeup, because yeah. like everybody has like three different instances, and they're all horrible. Right, yeah, the the makeup is what makes that movie cringe. The, that and then, speaking of, of shocking and startling uh, beginnings that take you out of out of your medium... Yes, uh, let's. The beginning of Back to the Future 2 and the ending of Back to the Future 1, if you watch them back to back, it's kind of creepy because the actors are suddenly older, and you can tell. Uh-huh. And the character that plays Jennifer, Marty McFly's girlfriend, changes. I know. Abruptly. I know. I liked the first one. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, they had to change. I think I actually read about that because I was wondering what happened. And I think the first Jennifer, her mother got sick or something. So she couldn't do movies for a while. So they had to get the other Jennifer. And then they had to reshoot the beginning of part two because the beginning of part two is the same scene as the end of part one. So they had to right. reshoot those scenes with the new Jennifer. Right. 
I think Crispin Glover had the right idea. They came back to him and said, hey, we're going to do a second one. And he said, ah, no, no. You know, he sued. He sued the studio for his uncredited appearance in the second movie. Mm-hmm. I do know that. He's an odd, odd man. Wait, he is an odd man. He's not in the second one? They Ooh. reused footage from the first movie of him in the the uh, the dance hall scene from the first film, but he's not credited because it's he's not he wasn't actually in the movie. It's just canned footage from the first one. And but, the the stand in that they had for him, they kept hanging him upside down so you couldn't tell he was the wrong guy. Yeah, I remember right. the upside down part. I always thought it was him though. No. Nope. And then they show him at the end, or. No, they show him in in part three, where it's back to normal. I think, right? I feel like mm. I've you see him multiple times in two and three. Well, in, like I said, in two, it's canned footage from one that he never got. He didn't get paid or wasn't made aware of when they were making the film. Oh, I did not know that. Yep. Nope. They should have listened to him. Crispin knows. He knows. Crispin knows. So Ace. Yes. It's time for... Guys, ready? Three, two, one. In the loop. I'm glad we have a, a informal introductory segment for In the Loop. Um, so that makes one of us. <laughs> yes. Well... Well, I, well, let's say it makes three of us. No, four of us. Four of us. And then, then there's everyone that has to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today, I if, if, if last episode was zero ace with no notes, today is peak ace with notes that include bullet points and uh, spacing and bolding. It was very fancy. Wow. wow. Look at that. That is amazing. That I is know, fancy. right? So, so this episode is re- refers to the fighter pilot's mind, um, and the idea is I wanted to d- to touch on the thinking process for um, what you are going to, what you should be going through, what should be going through your mind when you engage an enemy in combat, in arena commander or in any other flight sim game that you are participate in. Oh God! Oh God! We're all gonna die. <laughs> that, that's Gleep's mindset. That yes, we'll we'll yes. set that aside. Um, but the, so there are a couple of things I wanted to point out that are just we can touch on and discuss in in depth as we as we come across them. The first thing I want to mention, um, right at the top of the uh, notes, is something that a in, an introduction to something that has been long overdue, and that is to Team Legacy's Legacy Instructional Series, uh, and this is uh, a series of videos. Um, f- shot either from the cockpit or from the classroom, depending upon which video you're, you're watching, uh, about how to fly in Arena Commander, uh, in Star Citizen, and applies a, to a, uh, to a large uh, scale to fighter combat in general uh, about what you should be thinking, how you should be flying, um, and then specific tactics that are that are native to Star Citizen itself. Um, some basic things like. Uh, offensive thinking. The idea being that when you move into combat, you want to be thinking in stages. Um, as you move to it, you know, move into a, a battle area. You know, focus on on dealing with your target. Don't worry about what's going on. Um, 
don't worry about you know uh, your fuel levels or or um, you know what you had for dinner or what's going to happen after the battle. Focus on at that moment the target at hand. Um, some some interesting uh, information about uh, uh, aeronaut- aeronautical maneuvering, things that you can do uh, in terms of positioning your ship to get the best jump on a target. Uh, things like things like uh, boom and zoom, um, uh, skating attacks. These are uh, strafing sort of uh, like a like almost like a, like a J hook turn. If you imagine the J lying on its side, you're moving towards a target forwards. You strafe sideways and then curl around the end of the J uh, as you're as, with your nose facing inward at the inside of that that curve towards your enemy. Um, so then stuff like that. Um, yeah, Abby was talking of, about I think that maneuver. Um, Sagan. Avi was talking about that maneuver uh, yes. a couple weeks ago, and Stag was remarking how hard it was to hit him. Um, yeah. So I'm oh, interested I'm in seeing that, because um, I feel like when I get into a fight in Arena Commander, I kind of just sit there and point at them until I see them in my view, and I'm not really doing much moving around. Uh, and I, I'm kind of scaring them off by shooting at them so they don't shoot at me as much. Um, but when somebody is coming at me, I don't have much in the way of uh, maneuvers to not let them not shoot get you. shot. <laughs> well, and and they advocate things like uh, uh, you know moving moving to get your uh, your angle your angle of attack on the enemy. And then doing lag or, or lead rolls. These are depending upon the kind of pip you have and the way the ship maneuvers to avoid fire from the enemy, but keep your nose and your guns facing them for optimal uh, optimal attack options. Do you use the lag or the lead pip? Depends upon the gun that I'm using. Oh. Yes. Um, and also depends upon the fighter that I'm flying. So, for example, with the Hornet, I tend to fly with lag, and that's because my guns are fixed, um, and uh, and uh, they are usually high output. So, I can get my target, you know, I can get my nose on that that lag pip, and it's it's a little bit easier to maneuver than trying to follow the lead pip. Which is the idea is that lag is. Um, getting your guns oriented directly onto the target where they are in that moment. Lead is firing for where they are going to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. but you're technically shooting in the exact same location, right? Right. It's the way that the ship and the guns are angled, and it changes the way you fly depending upon what you use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I experimented um, with this a couple days ago. Um, and? I tried... I've been using the lag, because I think that's default. Um, but I've, I tried the lead, because I was interested in seeing what it was like. And it is interesting, but I feel like I'm more accurate with the lag. Generally, I'm, you are. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, you're more accurate with lag, but you hit more often with lead. Where do you set that? 
It's in the options. That's just if in the, the main game settings. Right. So okay. so if I'm flying like a fast fighter, um, or if I'm engaging a, a faster, more fra- fragile fighter, I will switch to, to lead pip, because I may not necessarily need to worry so much about hitting consistently, so long as I can hit often enough that I can that I can you know whittle them apart. Uh huh. Um, but like if I'm fighting a cutlass, you're not going to worry about that. Set it to lag, and and when you get your guns on the target, lay into them. Yeah. Yeah, I just um, feel like when it's on lead, I can I get more of a sense of how the shot is going to fire. Right. So my suggestion to you, Jonto, is so you have you you tr- traditionally you fly the Super Hornet in combat, right? Yeah. So this until the end of the month, you have access to all of the fighters because of the free fly code. Mm-hmm. My suggestion is to hop into a Gladius and try flying with Lee and see how it how it feels. Okay. Does it depend on if you have a mouse or um, that or I don't Hotas? know. That I don't know, only because my only experience is with my specific setup, which is joystick. Yeah. It was joystick-centric. So with your joystick, you feel pretty comfortable with both. I do. Uh Uh, It is worth noting that with gimbals, when I am flying, I have a setup that I can use where I can fly with the joystick, but I can use head look to look around the cockpit and lead the guns that way. So I get gimbaled and joystick flying at the same time. Uh-huh. Um, and with that setup, lead is often more effective. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. When do you hit the eject button? <laughs> uh, usually when the the odds are no longer in your favor. And as much as that sounds like a veiled game, uh, not game of Thrones, of uh, catching fire reference, uh, they do actually make a point of, of talking about the whole idea that... Uh, you know, always think about whether or not the scenario at hand is something that favors you engaging the target. Um, I feel like I should be ejecting when I'm in the hangar. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the current situation in Arena Commander, it kind of makes me not want to eject until I know that no one is chasing me because right. I don't want to be that guy that just ejects just to deprive someone of a point. Well, yeah. But it's also worth considering that Arena Commander's combat and what you'll be doing in the PU are going to be very different. Yeah, exactly. You'll want to eject to save your life in the PU, whereas in in, uh, Arena Commander, it behooves you to hang on to the bitter end. Uh Uh-huh. They do also mention some stuff about that I think would be interesting to point out for those of us who have a hard time keeping a bead on a target. um, Who here, raise your hand, that's good for radio, uh, flies with Comstab on at all? I do not. Yeah, Yeah, I do do not. I do when I'm racing. Okay. Jimmy? No, I do not. See, and I'm the same way. I almost never use Comstab. I almost always keep it off, but they they he advocates to enable comstab. Make sure you're coupled, and then maybe even add a little bit of zoom if you're if you're barreling down on a target as a means to stabilize your your gun platform and get the best shot on the target. Oh, interesting. See, and then that as makes you, sense. Yeah, as you, you really disengage, have to know what you're doing to be able to yes. do that. Because like yeah. switching that stuff on and off while engaging a target 
that's that's like that's a lot to think about. I, I've it, it does. It, you can do it though um, on a joystick and on a mouse. You can. I mean, if you take some time to. Th- I mean, this is the hard part: is taking some time to really think about this, like logically think it through. You can set and bind buttons so that you can flick these switches at the moment at the at the just right the right moment when you need them. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a hugely useful thing. Um, the other thing to mention was he talks about in the at least the very first video. Um, the space combat decision making tree or loop um, and this is all the whole idea is to con- constantly evaluate the situation are there targets in the AO the area of operation um, how many are there do I have any allies is there what sort of cover do I have okay now I'm, I've picked a target I'm going to engage him what allies does he have what uh, what's his damage state what weapons do I have all right I'm engaging him fire everything um, make sure I've got a good shot. Prepare for exiting the, the, the combat. Okay, I've exited the combat. Do I want to re-engage? Do I want to go hide? Do I have any allies? And you sort of follow these steps. Um, and and I, when I looked at this bit of information, it reminded me of John Boyd's OODA loop. Uh, it's O-O-D-A loop. Uh, John Boyd is the father of the F-16 fighter program. Um, and he developed this this program based around the way fighter pilots are trained and they think and it stands for observe orient decide act the idea is that you you know observe what's going on you orient to your target you decide on an on a uh path of activity whether that's to engage them whether it's to back away to signal for ally and then you follow through on that action and then you move back to the beginning and you say okay this is the action i took here was the reaction to the response Let's observe that and then move through the loop again. And you just follow that process till it becomes second nature. And you're just constantly evaluating the battlefield as you're moving through combat. Oh, that, that makes sense. So that was what I wanted to discuss is the fighter pilot's mind, what you should be doing and how you should be thinking, and, uh, and a little bit on, um, on this, the decision-making process moment by moment when you're engaging enemies and, and, and helping allies. Well, speaking of uh, Team Legacy, um, uh, there has uh, something that has come up in our forums, um, and uh, a, a couple of the guys are interested in uh, challenging Team Legacy to a duel. So, um, what are we crazy? Oh, Pretty man. much. Oh man, that's we're, nuts. We're going head to head. Um, well, thanks, have Dietrich. We, do, have we teamed up? Do I mean? Are, do we have our squadron together for that? Well, I don't think so. Um, but we do want to thank Dietrich for the idea, and I, th- I do think it is a good one. Uh, the hyperbole is only for the radio. Um, I, I think, I think it's a, a good idea. I mean, these guys are. I mean, you know, Ace, you know. I mean, you, you've uh, looked at their materials, and uh, they're, um, they're they're intense. They're. In- incredibly well organized and i think they've got some actual like real world fighter pilots in there too the guy leading their classes is former navy and and has spent quite a bit of time thinking on developing on uh procedures and combat roles for um for team legacy i mean they are as organized and as true to form as Johnny Eleven Bravo and Mad Cow and the other Arma players are for Arma. I mean, he t- they take that same level of 
intensity and, and dedication to realism and structure and apply it to Star Citizen. They're, they are really serious about the way they fly. So, yeah, let's go stand in front of their guns. Pretty much. <laughs> Um, but I, I think it's a it's a, a, a great idea there you know to uh, to uh, uh, have uh, uh, friendships with other organizations and uh, but I think that uh, it would not be uh, my personal opinion is that it would not be um, you know as much fun for them uh, and certainly not for us if we were to not prepare ahead of time for something like this I think you know we did a long time ago we did a we did sort of an ad hoc um, uh, a grudge match uh, event with the guys from Guard Frequency, and that was you know just you know guys out you know pew 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 for fun. I think well, if, we, we were all on relatively the same playing field, right? Yeah, right. And I so I think I think this is a good idea. I I'm wondering if um, I don't think that this is a good event for everybody in the org. I think that we probably should field the team. To uh, to take to this event, yeah, I think that otherwise it's um, you know otherwise it, it's you know I don't want to say it's a waste of their time, but um, <laughs> I, I, we we want to pose a challenge. Yeah, well, we we want to at least put our best you know our best uh, fighter fa- forward. Yeah, our best group forward um, with the idea of that you know by you know competing at this high level that those folks could come back and share with with our group what they've learned and what they you know uh, their experience and that the guys you know at team legacy you know maybe they have some fun too and their mistake uh, correct me if i'm wrong but i i think that they their stated uh role in the game is mercenary so i'm thinking um, that they could be very useful to our group, uh, especially some of the guys that have some of the larger, you know, the, the cargo ships or the mining ships or what have you, that we could, um, you know, if we develop a relationship with them, it could come in handy down the road that we would be able to hire them to uh, protect convoys that we, we might have. I don't know. That's just off the top of my head. But I, li- I, like the, I think that they're, they're a good group. They're definitely they're a white hat group, right, right Ace? Right. For the most part, yes. They are, they're, yeah. they're definitely a, a white, hat, white hat group. Which I th- I think is a um, is is a good thing, um, you know, especially if, if we're looking to create uh, alliances where you know folks are going to be able to help us, um, uh, help protect us. Um, but anyway, so uh, I I don't know. What do you what do you guys think about it? And what do you think our first steps should be? Assuming that uh, we had did we have a poll in the uh, in the forums about this, John? Uh, there's a thread. It's called. There- Every member of TGWS needs to see this or something like that. Oh, my. <laughs> so nobody read it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you should have just called it algebra homework. I didn't call it anything. <laughs> uh, I wasn't, wasn't pointing fingers, Are John. you trying to say that I posted that? No, I'm not. <laughs> um, but I can't remember if there was a poll in there. Um, but there were plenty of people that were willing to participate in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that if we were going to do this and if Team Legacy was up to the challenge, um, <laughs> that we should get like a team together and you know train for it. Oh, definitely. Cue the Rocky training music. <laughs> <laughs> 
We'll run up and down. We're doing the final different Rocky movie. We'll run up and down stairs carrying our joysticks and mice. You know. Oh. We could do it. I I don't I don't hear no bell. I don't hear no bell. I like those sexy gray sweatpants. Well, I, I can tell you one thing right now. I ain't going to be one of the guys in the cockpit. So um, um, I figured, I'll, I'll I figured, sit on the sidelines uh, and cheer you guys on. I, I will definitely. I'm chopping at the bit for this. I think this would be a lot of fun. We'll probably get our, our butts handed to us. But I think it would be a very uh, instructional experience. And I'm, I'm very much looking forward to meeting these guys. All right. So um, it's, we've been uh, – uh, Dietrich brought this up a while ago. We've been waiting a little bit to um, – uh, to talk about it, uh, but we had a chance to talk about it today. So I just wanted to bring it up and, and put it out there that this is something that we're um, uh, interested in doing. And so we just got to figure out how how um, how to make it happen. So um, I don't I suppose I don't... now we sit back and wait to hear if uh, Bridger makes a comment about it on the next Tales of Citizens. Um, we might want to be a little bit more proactive than that. Um, <laughs> but um, so I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure who uh, who we should have uh, approach them. We'll we'll update. Um, in a later episode. I mean, I, this isn't something we want to have happen next Sunday. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, because we, you know, we've got time. There's two year, probably two years to launch. I mean, there's going to be plenty of time for this. But I think as um, as uh, as time does go on, you know, a, a good use of that time is is developing relationships with other organizations. Um, uh, just you know, if if for no other purpose than just to say, hey, you know, you know, let's get together and play, you know. Can can I be the the guy that slaps them in the face with the white glove, <laughs> and then runs the other way? <laughs> I'll slap, slap them in the face with the white glove and be like, "How dare you, sir?" <laughs> Best of luck with that. Yeah. It'll work out great. <laughs> it'll 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 be fabulous. <laughs> and, then, and then I won't be one of the pilots that they can go after. <laughs> ah, uh, good. So you just, you're you're going to stir up trouble and leave it for the rest of us then. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Well. um... Uh, good. I think I think that uh, everyone's feeling uh, like it's a good idea. So let's uh, let's see how we can um, how we can make it happen. We say, yeah, yeah. John, I agree. <laughs> You're the one what? who always wants to go pew pew in your super horn. I thought I thought you'd be chomping at the bit for this. Uh, I don't know. I'm just not that competitive in arena commander. I feel like I'm not not good enough. Hey, last time you were you were uh, you know you were you were touting your your skills. So I can I can shoot stuff, but I don't know. Team Legacy, it's kind of scary. <laughs> it is scary. I would die. Yeah. I'd be dead. Y'all, y'all need to have your heads looked at. I'd like to see how Gleep would fare. Oh. <laughs> Dude. It would Dude. be an interesting uh, viewing experience, that's for certain. No, no, it, it, it would wouldn't. be brief. <laughs> <laughs> it would be very, very short. As am I. You're short. Like Woody Harrelson. Very short. Things we really? did not know really? about Gleep until now. We're doing a random Woody Harrelson, Har- Harrelson callback from the last episode. Was that the last show? Yeah, it was. I have a hard time keeping track. Well, at least at least we're keeping up the theme of, of calling things back from the previous episodes. That's true. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, guys, we got a patch. One point three. Um Ooh, and hot we mess. all got 
we all got together last night and played Arma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, 1.3 is a bit of a hot mess. Yeah. Now, I, I didn't have that many problems with it. What what kind of problems did you have, Ace? Oh, let's see. I mean, like, I've heard people saying that it's really buggy, but just in my experience in the two times I've been in game, I, I haven't experienced very many bugs. I had a very hard time either staying in a match or getting into one. Sometimes my controls didn't stick or stay. Uh, the hollow table was giving us trouble. My game crashed on me a few times. I mean, it was just not a pleasant experience. I had absolutely no crashes. Um, I'm, I, I didn't do any matchmaking, so I'm assuming matchmaking is a problem. Yeah, that's. I'd say that that's probably the good way to put it. Would you say that that's probably the biggest area? Of, oh, of? definitely. The, the matchmaking system is where the problem is, which is unfortunately our biggest issue because if we want to fly together... And right, matchmaking is going to work. That. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, I mean, the nice thing is that the new combat system, the new physics and the new uh, combat system works great. Uh, there is something to point out, speaking of, of fighter combat roles and, and mindset, be careful when you fire your missiles. There have been reports of missiles in 1.3 uh, losing lock on targets and relocking on allies or yourself. No, oh, that's, that's never good. Yeah, yeah. There's been reports of people firing you know, gladiator missiles, the big size five missiles, and losing a lock on the enemy target, and the missiles relocking on an ally or back on their own ship. Broken Arrow it was a movie. Yes, not a very good one. Oh, it was great. No. What do you? <sighs> Is that the one about the bomber, the F one seventeen, the B two? It was a Travolta movie, wasn't it? John Travolta and um, what's his name? Um, uh, True Romance. Um, Slater? Yeah, Christian Slater. It's great. I got nothing. Is that the one with the face touching? No, that was face off. No, that's That's face face off. off. That's Nicolas Cage. (laughs) Nicolas Cage. Christian Slater, Nicolas Cage, same guy. So, am I the only one that noticed, um, like for example, the uh, the new lens flares um, in Broken Moon? JJ, JJ Abrams, yeah, JJ Abrams, paging. Uh, I, I thought I actually <laughs> thought it was really ready. nice. It felt like the uh, the verse was a little bit more alive. Did, I'm, I'm the only one that caught that. Oh no, the I, I'm not so on much the, about uh, lens the fl- flares, but uh, um, the explosions are super pretty now. Yeah, those, the explosions and those are really nice too. Trails. Mm-mm. But um, if you look into the um, what is it, the planet drillers, the terraformers, the terraformers. Yeah, if you look into the terraformers, uh, if you look directly into them, uh, you get this really uh, pretty uh, lens flare that, depending on the angle of the ship, you know, goes across the entire bow of the ship. It's really, really nicely done. You're not supposed to look directly at a terraformer. Yeah, well, still. No, no, no. You shouldn't. You just, do that. you just, you just got to wear the special glasses. That's all. Uh huh. Um, so the other things I noticed, did you guys notice that um, all the glass has uh, varying degrees of reflective surfacing? Yes. yes. And the glaive, um, finally, you can finally see out of the glaive cockpit. Yeah. Um, I thought some of the glass effects looked really, really good, and I thought a couple of them looked not so good. Uh, did you notice also the head movement on your avatar now? In cockpit? Well, no, no, no. Uh, well, I, I didn't check in cockpit, um, but I'm assuming if you uh, if you take the um, 
target lock off, your your head's your head does move around the cockpit. No, I'm talking about your actual avatar when you're um, when you're uh, planet side, for lack of a better word. Hasn't there you're, always been head bobbing movement? Not that I'm aware of. No, um, but the head your head now moves with your mouse. Interesting. I did yeah. notice that if you move your head in first person while you're sitting in uh, one of your ships, at least in the hangar, and then you go out to third person, like the view where you can look at your person, your character, your head will stay in the place that you put it at in first person. Interesting. In, in third person, if you, um, and which by the way, I think it's uh, it's shift G. Um, does a freeform camera so you can actually spin around and look at your avatar um, and it'll freeze yeah it'll freeze there um, I haven't dug any deeper but the quick fix was just to go into first person to reset the camera um, but if you do shift G and spin around and look at your character and then move your mouse you'll notice that your your head your avatar head tracks to the mouse so Andy? if you point if you point all the way down, you're looking all the way down. Same if you're looking all the way up, if you're looking left, if you're looking right. The other really cool thing with the avatar is that you know as you turn your mouse, eventually your body turns, right? So if you look at the way that they're doing it now, your head turns with the mouse by itself to a certain point, and then your body moves to follow. And it's kind of a logical progression. It's the way that your body would naturally move. Um, if you were naturally like looking, looking and then following with your body, it's really, really well done. And um, I know that I know that 1.3 is buggy, but there are some really cool little features in there that I think people have missed or or don't care about. You know, I, I like the little stuff. You know, I like the glass effect. I like the lens flare effects. Um, I like all the effects that they've brought into the game. I think they they did another. Um, pass at Arc Corp and that looks a little bit more alive as well. They've also um, added new area. Yeah, the new area is really cool. Um, you know, we, we need some NPCs in there. We need it to, to be a little bit more it it still needs work. It still needs to come to life. But um, but there were a lot of little things like especially like I said the head tracking that I thought was really interesting. Um, now that all the uh, development streams are merged and you know I had a chance to really kind of look at the avatar and look at the way that they were moving and um, I did a test in uh, free flight and then I was walking around in my hangar and then I went into Art Corp just to kind of see because I've noticed differences in the way the avatar functions in those different modules up until this point. So I was really curious as to see what the merging of those streams brought. Another interesting thing about the merging of those streams is that there was definitely some rollback. Um, one thing I noticed in the asteroid hangar is we now have the um, exposed sides again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you can see the stars. The other thing is on the constellation, I have, I have the Andromeda. The old Merlin is now in the cradle again, and the new Merlin is sitting in front of of the um, sitting in front of the uh, Andromeda whereas before the cradle in the back was open and the Merlin was sitting on the floor behind it so there's obviously been some smaller rollbacks in that merging of the streams but the little things that I've seen I, I thought were fantastic especially the head tracking um, and like I said do shift G spin your camera around and, and play with that and really kind of take a look at some of the work that they've done um, it feels very natural and very human and um, I really like 
what they've done with the Avatar. So, a uh, couple things to point out. Number one, the Retaliator, through some hijinks, can be flown. It's possible. I've seen it nice. as you will fly them in, uh, what's it, uh, the race map, which is all sorts of goofy looking. Um, and then in in uh, both in combat and in um, just free flight, and the torpedo system is active. You can fire the huge torpedoes from the Retaliator. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's cool. um, and then uh, lastly, does anyone else notice that the local physics grid is now live? No, that I didn't notice. If grab a Cutlass or a 300i and land on a pad and have someone float over to your ship and get inside, while you are flying, they can stand and walk around inside the cockpit or inside the, the ship bay without wigging out or being flung from the ship. Oh, nice. It's So it, was it pretty smooth? It didn't seem like it was buggy yeah, at all? But yeah, uh, crashes and, and problems notwithstanding... When you were in game, the the physics and the local physics grid system is pretty solid. Nice. Well, after you guys, uh, uh, because I was working on show notes when we started the meetup last night, but then uh, after you guys uh, took off to go play Arma, I just hung out in the Star Citizen channel and just was uh, going through uh, in public uh, Vanduul, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Murray Cup Racing. And um, I didn't have hardly any problems at all. I mean, there, were, there was one instance where my, my client froze for a second, and when it unfroze, I was many meters ahead and very shortly thereafter in, into a wall. But um, other than that, it, um, it, it worked really, really well. And the, hmm, the, yeah. uh, the uh, I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, one cool animation now is when you crash. And I don't know if it's like this in the um, in Arena Commander, but if you run into something and your, your ship explodes, your, your avatar, your character um, just floats out in space and does a little, you know, like the, the, you know, the, the Fred Flintstone and then dies. So it's pretty cool like that. <laughs> Can we get that sound effect one more time? Thank you. Very cool. nice. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, was, I think it, you know it's, it's it's a little prettier. Um, it was um, you know it worked. Um, it, everything seemed to work uh, at least in the in the racing part, uh, which is all I care about anyway. But. Um, so, um, but you know, and Jimmy, I noticed the thing that you said about the hangar, about the the walls. That only happens if you have something in the outer bay. If you don't have anything in in one of the outer bays, then you don't get that. Um, okay. Well, I've only I don't have them in the far outer bays. I've got them just in the next bay over because that's right. The yeah, only... the next bay. I only have one ship loaded in my hangar, just in the in the central bay. Ah, okay. Uh, so, um, so my my hangar is airtight. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I think um, I, I, it sounds to me like matchmaking is the biggest, is one of yeah, the bigger yeah. issues. Um, I, in my experience, and again, I didn't do any matchmaking, but in my experience from ARP Corp to the hangar, uh, you know, with the exception of the bug I mentioned about, you know, the Andromeda and the, the sides of the, of the hangar, uh, and free flight uh, and a little bit of uh, of, a, of arena commander. Um, I had a generally very good experience both times that I was in. Mm. Yeah, me too. I mean, as I was actually able to get into our corp, which I couldn't do when it yeah. was in the PTU. 
I was able to get in and, and uh, get into a buggy and drive around with a guy and, and then um, then uh, get out of the buggy and then have him run me over and then wake up in a hospital and, you know, so. I was going to say, for 1.3, that as much as the Arena Commander stuff has some serious matchmaking issues, Art Corp seems remarkably stable. Yeah. They don't have enough buggies, though. They need to spawn more buggies. So that like, there can be more apocalyptic explosions? <laughs> yes. It's, it's like Mad Max in space. Well, there were there were a fair number of players running around in Art Corp uh, when I was in. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah, um, didn't seem didn't seem that laggy. It was a little choppy at first, but I also had my resolution on uh, very high, and I just dropped it to high, and um, and it was it was incredibly smooth after that. And I just like it when guys crash their buggies and they catch on fire. They just leave them there. You know, know, it's like, yeah. you know, they don't like try to like find something to put the fire out. It's just like, you know, oh, I guess I need another one. There's no public it's service. It's madness. Involved. It's no madness, fire department. You. Yeah, it's true. It's Wild yeah. West, I tell you. <laughs> it is. All right. Well, um, so anyway, I, I, I'm like we had said in the previous show. You see, now I remember this time in the previous show we talked about, you know, it's out. Um, and uh, there will probably be some some uh, small fixes uh, between uh, now and the time we get 2.0. Uh, but uh, the the key bit of information there is that the next the next off ramp is 2.0, and uh, we just can't get there fast enough. Uh, but we do we do want it to be right. We don't want them to push out um, uh, uh, something that is is just completely broken because not only it won't be fun to play but also because i think that would also feed into some of the uh the naysaying uh, uh parts of the community that uh, are uh, are looking for things to grouse about so i think it's important to come I, I, it's important it comes out as soon as they can but it also it's important that when it does come out that it works so. well look i mean one one point three was a very very important patch in that it merged all of the streams and now mm-hmm. they're they're working off of one development cycle which makes a hell of a lot more sense than what they were doing earlier working on three separate builds so you know hopefully now that that has been accomplished um you know they'll be able to get this patch smooth and tight and then put 2.0 out and then we have a whole sandbox to really play with while they finish up the game it, it seems to me like 2.0 is is really going to be something that we can sink our teeth into for the next six to eight months while they finish up the game well yeah until we get squadron 42 because there there yeah. will be iterative changes to it there will be right, ad- additions right. of there'll be refinements on ex- of existing technologies and then uh, additions of new of new uh, technologies and functionalities well, into the game. Yeah, I mean, a two, 2.0 is is basically, it's the game, you know? It, it's just, it's a very stripped down, limited functionality, one universe or one solar system game, but it is the game. It's and the that's, mini that's, PTU. Yeah, that's, that's a big, big deal, you know, and, and they'll be able to iterate on it again. Like when Arena Commander first launched, the way Arena Commander is now versus the way it was, you know, a year plus ago is night and day. I would say yeah. that, with the exception of matchmaking, I would say that Arena Commander is pretty well dialed in, you know, and they're still fine tuning it, but it flies great, it feels great, um, the combat is a lot of fun. So now we're basically getting the the actual game, the actual Star Citizen. Persistent Universe, uh, we're getting that as we got Arena Commander when that was first launched. 
And it'll be, again, very stripped down, very basic, but they'll be iterating on it. And that, I think, is fantastic, man. I think that's really just great, and I'm super, you know, super excited about it. I expect to do more participation once they uh, firm up the back-end netcode and they get the combat matchmaking stuff back in the line again. Yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, the matchmaking and the amount of people that they can have on any particular server are issues that, that they're still struggling with. I imagine those will plague them for a long time coming, too. As yeah. Each time they, they ramp up the number of, of units available in an area, that those issues will crop back up again. Yeah, totally. All right, guys, we're at 47 minutes, 35 seconds. Jimmy, 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 what is going on this week in the community from around the Interverse? Verse, 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 verse. All sorts of good things. Um, over at the uh, those guys with ship's hashtag, the TGWS hashtag, uh, Master Yoda uh, stands with John. No Star Wars Episode Seven spoilers. Now, let me ask you this question. <sighs> Go ahead. What were you going to say, Glee? Uh, there are no spoilers in, that's, in, that's, in the trailer. That's exactly yeah, what I was going to say. There are no spoilers in the trailer. It's just a trailer. Taylor, trailer. Wow. It's just a trailer. It's just a tease to whet your appetite. Okay, it's for not the movie. about story spoilers. It's about seeing visuals that are only that aren't going to be in the movie. Like I Those, don't even want to see. Like I, if I, okay, right, if I, I had the know, ability to go it. back in time and not see what the new stormtroopers look like, I would be happy. But I can't do that. So I'm, I'm taking this action now. So that anything else that might look cool, I don't see it until I see the movie. Because the movie, for me, is about the visuals. I mean, the story is there also. Um, but the reason I watch movies is for things that I see with my eyes. And no. To be fair, I feel like I can understand the marketing program for this. Only because... Uh, you know they've they've taken a, a very amount of a painstaking amount of time to try and familiarize the movie going public with who these characters are, mm-hmm. so that when the movie happens, we're not struggling to understand the in, the over you know the overarching circumstances, and we can focus on what's going on with those characters. Yeah, but that's for people that don't already know what's going on, and all of us already know what's going on. Mm, I don't think so. I, yeah, I don't really think yeah, so. Yeah, we I do. We know all the characters. History has passed. No, we know no, all the characters. No, no, There's no possible way. There's no possible way that a trailer no, 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 is going no, no, to help you understand Star Wars Seven. No, no, no. I agree with you 100. percent For me, I'm not watching the trailer to get spoilers or get insight into the movie. I'm watching the trailer as a tease to build my excitement for the movie, which is already high. But it's just it's cool to see a little sneak peek now. Let me say that I do agree with you in that I don't want any spoilers. I had um, my stepbrother sent me a text message the other day, and I won't say what he said, but he's like, hey, bro, did you hear about blah, 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 blah? And I just wrote him back, and I'm like, I am trying really hard not to un- not to dig into what the possible story arcs are, so shut it. Yeah, right. Uh, it. <sighs> It's worth pointing out that the trailers really aren't for us. This is this is a sentiment I've heard echoed on a several different Star Wars related podcasts that I listen to. That the trailer that came out on Monday Night Football is for the people who haven't been involved in Star Wars for the last 10, 15 years. Right. 
that don't know what's going on. I mean, they, the comment that was often made to, to a lot of laughter was that they could scrawl something on cardboard and hold up during halftime and we would all go crazy over it. Like, we already know the movie's coming. We're excited for it. The yeah, trailer's for those people who aren't. It's for the people that aren't convinced to see it yet. And like right. I said last week, the moment they announce a new Star Wars movie, I know I'm going to go see it immediately. So I don't need any more hype. That's all I need. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair okay, enough, fair okay, enough. Okay, okay. Okay, we need to get through this fast. Come on, let's go. Uh, oh, I thought Gleep had something to say. Um, so uh, Igloo94 uh, wants uh, the lightsaber sounds we made in the last episode as a ringtone, which I thought that was, was pretty cool. amusing. That was pretty cool, yeah. Uh, the uh, only uh, Martok is now officially on Twitter. Woohoo! Oh, Welcome, Martok. I will say this. Change the egg image, dude. Lose the egg, dude. Yeah, anything. Yeah. Anything other than an egg, because you just look like spam, and... Nobody wants to look like spam. Is his handle actually the only Murtaugh? Yeah. Oh. That's funny. Nice. Spam Spam uh-huh. and eggs is nice, though. Joining That's true. the only That's clan. I like spam uh, and eggs. Over at the uh, Star Citizen hashtag, uh, Mr. Combustible has a full picture of his uh, heavy marine armor uh, painted and uh, all set up on a mannequin, and it looks Absolutely stunning. Yeah. He's done an amazing job, complete with grenades, uh, and I know he's got a host of weapons as well. Uh, and the, both uh, this picture and the picture I'm going to talk about right now will both be um, linked in the show notes. But then uh, Nitro uh, Typat uh, uh, posted a great image, uh, and basically he asked, Can you see what's wrong with this picture? And oh it's my a picture God. of Art Corp. Can you guys <laughs> see what's wrong with that picture? <laughs> That's fantastic. No. Uh, you don't see it, Glee? Look in the skyline. Oh. In the middle, what? right in the middle. Right in yep. the middle, Glee. Yeah. There's a, there's a thing. Oh. In the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was a cutlass. Oh, nope. no. Nope. That's, nope. That's not a cutlass. Oh, uh, I, w- I would love to know f- how they pulled that off. Uh, it looks fantastic. No spoilers. Um, definitely check out the image. Uh, Nitro uh, Typat, thank you so much. That was super cool. Since we're uh, so opposed to spoilers around here. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, over at uh, the uh, hub, over at the official RSI, uh, the first thing that I thought was infinitely adorable was someone turned a stroller into a hornet. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so cute. Oh, my God. That's so cool. I, I, I can only think that that only almost tops the uh, uh, Normandy SR2 stroller that I saw a couple of years ago. That is amazing. Wow. Look at all the lights and everything. That is fantastic. R2-D2 piloting a, a Hornet. Well, you know, he's a kid. I think um, I think that that's uh, what's-his-face in the front there from Infinity and uh, Beyond. No, actually, that's that's a Rebel pilot. Oh, is that a Rebel pilot? It's a little there? Funko oh, pop right, right, Rebel right. pilot. Okay. Oh, well. Yeah, he's got his... Uh, the, his the child in said stroller has a little R2-D2 hoodie on and is sitting where the uh, ball turret would be. He's an but, E-War uh, variant. He's an E-War variant. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, very cool. Very adorable. I don't think that kid has any idea what he's in other than it's a cool rocket ship. But still. But still. But still. Uh, and then, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but uh, RSI Constellation takes flight. This was posted by uh, by a member of the community named Stargazer. And uh, he says in his post, who says the Constellation isn't uh, available for free flight? 
This October, I flew as part of the CNES, French Space Agency, science camp uh, on the Nova Space uh, 310, or A310. I'm assuming this is a uh, vomit comet. Yep. And um, he brought a little constellation model with him, and uh, the constellation flew in zero-G, and it was adorable. It is adorbs. So, not but I thought, all every day you see the inside of one of these things during a parabola. And that's where those things work. They go up and down, these big arcs, and so they get that microgravity. Right, right, right. But it's very cool to see to see the um, the constellation take flight. So great little video, not too long, really cool to watch. And John, what's going on over at Versecast? Yeah, so um, Jerry Navy had a, had a pretty awesome post the other day called uh, Battle Groups Carrier Strike Group. Um, so Jer Navy was actually in the Navy, um, and he just kind of outlined how the Navy works and how it kind of all revolves around a- aircraft carriers. Um, so, and he includes a bunch of pictures, including at least one picture um, where he's on the deck of, I think, an aircraft carrier, and you know, giving the thumbs up for an aircraft to take off. Or something like that. He's given a thumbs up for something. Um, so it, it was just cool to see all those pictures and um, his explanation of how it all works was pretty interesting. I think um, Ace, you touched on that last week, right? Yes. Carrier formations, big ships versus small ships and how they should all work together. Yeah, so this is from firsthand actual Navy men, so definitely check that one out. Um English Ben posted about the correct way to drink tea in uh, zero G. Oh, thank you, English Ben. Yeah, so there, there's actually these these cups that they have that somehow defy physics and keep liquid inside them, but they're totally open on the top. Um, it's capillary action. Yeah, it's. I don't understand how it works, but it's. I mean, magic. It's, I don't Space know. Space magic. There's cups, and you can drink tea in space. It's a pretty cool video. So, um, and then drinking Warden, out of cups. What? Drinking out of cups. That's what. That's how you drink with a cup. It's a. It's a YouTube video. Drinking out of cups. That's very it. confused. I think he's referencing something else other than the actual YouTube video that this was part of. What could that very, video be? Very, very cool YouTube video from about. Five years ago, where people drink, drink out, out of cups? cups, sort of. Sounds exciting. Oh, boy. We'll have to look, look at this up later. Cleep, what I will are you post watching? It in the show notes. What are you watching? Okay. Huh? <laughs> okay. Um, Warden posted about Quantum yeah. Drive, Jimmy's uh, show on the base, uh, and Yay! he asked if it would be a podcast someday. And I explained how that is not possible um, because of music rights and stuff. But I also posted about a piece of software called StreamWriter, which basically lets you record internet radio like a DVR. Um, Mm. So for anybody that isn't able to catch Jimmy's show or any other show on the base, um, you can use StreamWriter to set up a schedule, um, and it'll record whatever you want at that specific time every week. That must be legal. It's probably... Whatever whatever you do. Maybe illegal. But the thing is, like, DVRs aren't illegal. And you're recording TV. So would a DVR for a radio be illegal? 
And, and if you're, we used and, to do it all the time with cassette tapes, is popping a cassette tape record what's being broadcast. Exactly. And if you're if you're playing it privately in your own home, if you're not putting it back up on the internet, I don't see. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. Agreed. Well, it's because at at home with the DVR, you're paying for. I mean, you you're paying for your cable service. So you no, because you can get a TiVo, and TiVo yeah. isn't associated with your cable provider. Right, but you're still paying for that uh, that cable service. You're the cable service that sources the material. There, there, there's rules in there. Well, so we're we're not saying that you should do this, but the opportunity is there for you if you want to. The service does, in fact, exist. As a thought exercise, it's a wonderful thing to investigate. Exactly. Yes. I don't think we're going to get any strikes for this. <laughs> yeah, famous last words. Um, Amontillado. Uh, Amontillado. 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 Okay. <laughs> Just <laughs> proceed. Amontillado <laughs> clarified okay. Star Citizen's flight modes. Um, so I'll just read this whole thing. Hey, guys, mm-hmm. was gone on a training trip for a week and only was able to listen to episode 49 today. Don't know if it's been mentioned or not, but I think you got the travel modes a little mixed up. Uh, to my understanding, it's like this. Precision, delicate maneuvering. Uh, SCM, combat maneuvering and speeds, current day arena commander speeds. Super cruise, much faster than SCM. So course changes are possible, but utilize very wide arcs. Quantum drive. 0.02 the speed of light straight line courses only used for zipping from nav point to nav point inside a star system and then jump point util- utilizes jump points to journey from one star system to another uh, quantum flight isn't jumping but it's just going it's just going really really fast in a straight line we have been we have been seeing quantum flight in the demos jumping is related to quantum flight and that they both use the same fuel Super Cruise is less than Quantum in terms of speed, but much faster than SCM flight. This is going to allow us to fly around at speeds that surpass the limits we have in Arena Commander. It's going to allow us to explore spaces and still be getting somewhere. It's going to be for those that want space travel to take a good while and feel like a real voyage. Anyhow, that's my understanding for what it's worth. Cheers, Amen. That's how I thought it worked. Isn't it point two the speed of light? I it think is it is supposed to be point two, and that is still wildly inaccurate. But uh, we but that's, left there's, out there's, one of these last week, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, we left we out we Super left Cruise. Out, right, as as defined by uh, Amontillado. We were con- we were confusing Super Cruise and, and Quantum Jump. Yeah, I think we were. Um, yeah, I don't. Did we mention? I think Super we were Cruise? just confused. But Quantum we Drive and Jump and the Jump Drive used the same fuel, right? Yes. And then Super Cruise and SCM and Precision use the same fuel. Correct. Okay. So We got four speeds in this sucker. So was he accurate? Is that I think so. I think this is the most accurate listing of, of the different speed speed types and maneuvering types we've had yet. Okay. Yeah. Good. Five speeds. One, it is worth two, noting that uh, that of course this is all in alpha and it is four, all subject five. to change. It's a five speed. It's five speed. It's like my Miata. And there wow. you go, everyone. There's that, your there's your ringtone for this week. Really good, actually. That I was, was impressed. Really good. Thank you. 
All right. Well, uh, thank you, Amontillado, for that. That was very helpful. Um, and speaking of the org, because Amontillado is a member of the org, see how I transitioned that? Very nice. Thank you. 213 members strong uh, since last time Helmer joined us. He said, I really enjoy the podcast. I plan on playing solo for the most part. However, wanted to affiliate with this great community. Welcome. That's great. We're, we're here for you when you want to come out and play. Thrasix joined us. He says, got the Bounty Hunter LTI package. 300, it was a 300i LTI. Was there a Bounty Hunter package built off of the 300i way, way back when? I think so. From the original Kickstarter? Okay. He says he enjoys the podcast and thought it would be a great jump point for socializing. Looking forward to mainlining Widow and hunting space people for profit. That is a rough bounty hunter. Be, be, be careful. You're going to get uh, – your veins are going to turn black and it's going to look like spider webs throughout your body. Although mm. some people might think that's cool. Spiders are very big this Halloween. Did I mention that? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Serata joined us, said, found Star Citizen during the initial Kickstarter campaign as a fan of the X-Universe and anything Space Sim related, this mu- this was a must-have. Currently only own the 300i, but plan on picking up a Constellation or Retaliator if it becomes available again prior to launch. So, welcome all y'all. It's good to have you on board. Over at the website, versecast.org, we got a bunch of new members. Uh, since last time, we have American Seal, Haru78, Malyon, English Ben joined us over there. You remember, he was the one uh, that, uh, in, in addition to his zero-G teacup, he was also uh, concerned about not spilling tea on his joystick in his ghost. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Garza joined us, as did as did Blackstar602, Juicebox, which is now is this week's favorite name, uh, and Kerm Black. Now, Juicebox, he's one of the, uh, the Arma guys, isn't he? I'm not sure. Ace? Have you seen Juicebox? Um, he showed up with uh, while we were playing Arma. He's, he's been one of the Arma people. Oh, so he is yes. one of the Arma guys. Yeah, yeah. Team Arma. Woo, woo. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and then we got some email, too, to the comms at versecast.org. Use it early, use it often. I love this um, email. We'd be happy to read your submissions on the air. This came from our buddy, uh, John, too. He says, hi, guys. Congratulations on show number 50. I can't believe it's gone on this long. <laughs> I'm sure you guys will get better with more practice. Don't give up. Your friend, the other Jonto. Oh, man. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks for that vote of confidence. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that made my day when I saw that. I just appreciate then- <laughs> that he's still listening. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's, he's the one that's going to help us uh, eradicate space bugs. <laughs> Remember, he's the he's the one that uh, that does he's the, the exterminator. He's the exterminator, yeah. yeah. Is, and which you know how timely because spiders are very big this year. Yeah. Did I mention that? Well, uh, we have yes. to have a pair yes. of spiders that sit in our doorway of our apartment complex. Big ones. They just hang well, out. You, there, there you go. All right. And then we got this email a couple of times, John. Um, it's from the county court. It's a notice to appear. This is to inform you to appear in the court on. The Octo- on the October 27 for your case hearing. I got you are that kindly too. asked to prepare and bring the documents relating to the case to to the case to court on the specified date. Note, the case may be heard by the judge in your absence if you do not come. 
You can review complete details of the court notice in the attachment. Sincerely, Ronald Richter, District Clerk. <laughs> Sincerely, please open this attachment. I, I declined to open the attachment. What are the yeah, chances that we too. would all get called for jury duty all at the same time? So here's a question. Are you guys all in California? Is no, it not no. jury duty? What is it? No, no. It's, it's fishing. It's a, it's yeah, a scam. It's, it's fishing. Oh, no. Oh, really? I thought it was a real email. Did you open oh, the attachment? Sean, you didn't open you didn't the attachment, open the attachment did, you? did you? Are you guys, oh. are you guys oh, actually no. kidding me? No. No. You, thought, you no. guys actually thought I thought this was legitimate. Uh, sometimes we wonder oh about you. Oh, my God. You got to understand. You got to <laughs> no. understand, John, too. Oh, no. You got to understand. I work in IT. This is a conversation I have at least once a month, if not more often. If, if with the exact you were being reactions. called to court, they would not be emailing you about it. I don't even know. Did, uh, did you guys get the uh, the email in all Russian, too? I don't think I got no, that my, one. Mine was Nigerian. Yeah, no, I got one. Yeah, I got did you an get email that email that from the Nigerian prince that was going to yeah. give you a million dollars, but you had to... It's got a wire you know, and a little bit of money. Yeah. Did you yeah. do that one, Jimmy? Totally. You probably thought it was real, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be angry, John. I swear, I swear, John Doe, you had you gave me a heart attack there for a moment. God, you were very we convincing. Are you guys have no confidence in me. You were very, you were very convincing. I have in your every media. confidence have, in you, yeah, John. John. I say I got plenty of confidence in you, John. It's that my my level of of uh, uh, belief has been worn down by. Lots of IT calls that are exactly like that. So I got this email, thought it was from you guys. I clicked on the attachment, but now I'm getting some spam. Uh, what should I do? Uh, unplug your computer. We're going to come take a look and get things taken care of for oh, you. Oh, man. Yeah. And there goes my there goes my morning. So, Have you, have you guys uh, heard, uh, we got uh, at, at work the other day, we got some ransomware. Oh, no. Oh, you really? Heard, you heard about that? Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's bad. Yeah, it is very bad. So fortunately, our um, our uh, antivirus stuff, uh, our firewall caught it. But um, yeah, that's 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 nasty. Yeah, it's dangerous stuff. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy, you heard the ransomware? No, I haven't. So you get an email and you click on the attachment, unlike what John did. And uh, what it does is it will go travel around your local area network and encrypt files on your server. Oh. They will be happy to send you the key for a small fee, so they yep. say. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, antivirus, it's what's for My dinner. personal favorite version of ran- ransomware is software that pretends to be an antivirus and then offers to de-encrypt and, and clean out your computer for a small fee. Yeah. 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 You got to be careful. It's a wild, wild west out there, even if you're in the east. It's true. Yep. So, guys, what do we got coming up? We got a meetup on Sunday. Yep. Yes. And also, you know, John, we should probably talk a little bit about that, you know, the thing, the thing we oh, did yeah, before that thing. the. the uh-huh. yeah, oh, that's the right. Thing. You guys have a fancy thing to talk about. We have a thing to talk about. Yeah. So we can sort of preview that. There's going to be, um, there's going to be a, an official audio release of the thing. Uh, but I think we can mention it here. I mean, because it probably will be something that we do on Sunday nights at our meetup. And so, um, why don't you give folks the four one one, the lowdown, the skinny? Well, they might 
be actually able to hear it before this show. Um, but I'm, we, uh, we are appointing Johnny Eleven Bravo and Mad Cow as our guard commanders for the Black Guard. So we are forming the TGWS Black Guard. Rather, they are for TGWS. Um, and this is going to be our ground trooper wing of those guys with ships. And Johnny Eleven Bravo and Mad Cow are going to be the leaders of this group. And they're going to go around and try to find trainers who are former um, military, uh, active duty, or um, uh, law enforcement Um to be able to train the rest of the org that is interested in doing that sort of thing. Kind of like how Ace has, in the past, done the, um, what did we call that? The Flight Academy. Um, Mm -hmm. We are going to be doing that in FPS with Arma until Star Marine launches. Um, So all of the details, including... um, a pseudo interview with those two guys are going to be in a separate like 15 minute special report um, that you can get from the same podcast feed that this is on a, a mini-sode yes. <laughs> I like that That's so good. I, I, I talked to Johnny up in the other channel briefly uh, before I came down to join you guys and he said that uh, it was a, an adrenaline rush recording down here that uh, the only time he's ever had his heart pounding as much as when he's uh, been shot at so apparently you guys <laughs> wow. come in you guys come in high high quality Dang. well you know it's funny um when uh when i started doing quantum drive and i've i've played in a lot of clubs and i've been on the road and i've played for a lot of people um but when i started doing quantum drive i got really nervous the first couple of times that i did it um and and also the same with the podcast um you know it's definitely a rush when you're not used to doing this type of thing well you're only talking to one person and they're naked <laughs> okay well that oh my. that visual stuck in my head all right let's move on then <laughs> well you know guys that's pretty much all we got for uh for this week and so um you know looking forward to uh to uh, next Sunday, maybe we'll have something going in the Arma. Ace, I'm going to actually download the Arma again. They, they, uh, Mad Cow told me that he can train a rock. I mean, oh, not, not 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 a rack like I R A Q, but a but rock like R O C K. So he said that he, he he said he can even train me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go. Going to download all the all the all the files that I need and uh, okay, and we'll see what happens. So. If you need some information on what mods to download, what's what we what we've been using at some point, let me know and I'll walk you through the the process of installing everything and making sure it's all working properly. Okay, yeah, Jonto gave me um, uh, a a list of things to to go, but if uh, but when it breaks, I'll give you a holler. Okay, cool. Um, next, I mean, I'm excited for tomorrow for the No Man's Sky potential. I guess by the time you're hearing this, it will be today. Uh, the No Man's Sky potential uh, release. Uh, if not the game itself, then the uh, uh, potential um, uh, release date. So we'll uh, we'll check on that. But other than that, um, I think it's just uh, doing it to it a day at a time, you know. Or or you're 
your own favorite Valerie Bertinelli show. By the way, <laughs> since we're mentioning release dates, yeah. tomorrow is the release date of Halo 5. Pre-ordered. Is it really? Yep. Wow. October 27th. Wow. It snuck up on me, too. I, I being a, normally been a huge Halo fan, and then I found out that it's tomorrow, and I was like, uh... Okay, I guess I'm not I'm not getting it then. And so, you... is it going to be a Halo flu day? Do you think, like it has been in the past, or is or is this uh, kind of coming in under the radar? I'm for saving. me, it gets, for me, it's coming in under the radar. I, I don't know about you, uh, Jonto, but this one snuck up on me, and I haven't been I haven't been following it as closely as I have with the previous ones. Yeah, I'm saving uh, I'm saving my quote unquote sick day for 2.0. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. Although they tend to do the, they, they tend to announce the releases on Fridays when I'm at work, which would make it very difficult. Then it would be like a roll of the dice. Well, are they gonna are they gonna announce it today? Do I call in sick and on the hopes that they do? Uh, you just so, call in sick on Monday and you just play the whole Monday. There you go. Or you, or just as soon as they announce it, then you just like fall on the floor and vomit. Right. No, I gotta go. I feel sick. Gotta go. Bye. That's that's taken a little far there. I don't know if I'd want to fall over and just vomit all over the floor right there. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, maybe you should go to the hospital. No, no, no. Just send me home. Just just no that, hospital. That requires a commitment that I'm not quite prepared to do. <laughs> well, well, wheat and chaff. Wheat and well, chaff. I look forward to seeing you and Arma bleep. <laughs> and uh, Jonta, you should definitely come out with us more often. Yeah. Yeah. So, John, well, John, what about you in the Halo 5? You're, you're Mr. Halo. Uh... I have. I bought it. I bought it. So, oh, you did? Okay. So, yeah. Um, my brother is really into it. Um, so, we kind of... I kind of paid for half of it, and he paid for half. So, we'll kind of go back and forth playing the campaign, because they took out split-screen split campaign know. for some reason. Uh, uh, and that's, the, that's basically the biggest reason why my interest has cooled significantly, is that the, the previous four Halo games, the previous four mainline Halo games, including also Reach and ODST, I played through with Ash at the beginning of our relationship. So... When I found out, I was like, I, when I found out they're making Halo Five, I was like, "Oh, this would be fantastic! Another game for us to play together." And then I found out that that you couldn't do couch co-op, and I was like, "Well, that ruins all of my interest in buying the game on launch day." Yeah, and it's weird because it's the first game in the series that is built for co-op, right? And then they take out split-screen co-op. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, yeah the, the, both bad. campaigns. There are two campaigns: one's following the chief, one following another character, and and both campaigns there are four characters that that are involved um and if you have buddies with you they take control of the other three and one so, of them is nathan fillion yep buck and he, it's actually nathan fillion like his face and his voice yeah they did motion just like just like with the uh, um star citizen they there's been they've been doing a lot of motion capture of this sort of stuff yeah yeah so i'm Do looking forward the- to playing it and i definitely um have been feeling the itch for some Halo multiplayer, which I hear... I will get it eventually. Yeah. I'll probably pick it up at some point. But, uh, I mean, part of the reason I didn't is, number one, I'd forgotten about the release date. And, of course, the other reason is I bought a new fancy keyboard. Ooh. Fancy. Yeah. That'll take at this least a few This is the Razer to... Black Widow Chroma. So what does that have to do with buying Halo? 
it's well, expensive. Well, basically, if I bought, yes, it is very expensive. So basically, it was this or buy Halo, and I and I threw in my lot with this instead. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just didn't see the correlation. He cast yeah. his lots on it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Do they still have, does it still have the same guy doing the the music? The da, 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 nope. Da, da, da. Nope. Uh, really? He went to Destiny so st- and then he left Destiny because probably because they were doing stuff that he didn't like. Well, there was a very public uh, outing. He he got summarily. You're talking about Marty O'Donnell. Yeah. He got he got summarily fired from Bungie and then sued the company for their handling of his of his uh, dismissal. I mean. Huh. Huh. Activision, Activision, and Bungie are very different from Halo days. Bungie, it's and it really shows. Hmm, that's uh, that's interesting because I um um I I still I get goosebumps every time I hear that you know from oh I have the Halo soundtracks from Reach all the way through one through three and they're just it's just amazing music. Yeah, um, and it shows yeah. in his Destiny stuff that of of that that there is that is his Destiny music. He still has it. And I'm wondering what he does what he's doing now. Hmm. He's doing a soundtrack for uh, "Let's Go Rocket on the Potty." <laughs> I was <laughs> surprised exactly that they didn't uh, that three four three Industries, the company that's doing Halo now, didn't just pick him up. The, oh, they did. Uh, they haven't. At least there, there's been no announcement that they have. But I figured that as soon as he, as soon as it was discovered that he was he's no longer working for Bungie, if I were working at three four three, I'd have been like, uh, let's go hire Marty O'Donnell, the guy who's been doing music for all of the Halo games previous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, whether you get, uh, you've got a Halo sniffle today, which is turning into the flu tomorrow or not, uh, we do wish you well. Hope you have fun with it. Please do report back to us what you think. Um, so, guys, if I wanted to start an online Halo community... Where would you go? Yeah. I'm thinking engine. What do you guys think? Yeah, that sounds about right, John. ENJIN.com. All your site hosting needs. If I wanted to purchase a Ronald Jenkins album, where would I go? I would I go to RonaldJenkins.com. Oh, uh, okay. Or <laughs> iTunes. Where, oh, yeah. That's a place. You can go to iTunes, too. Yeah, but but you can go to RonaldJenkins.com. Go to the YouTubes and subscribe to his channel. I think Jimmy and I had talked about it before. Um, he's he's an interesting fella. Yeah, he's an interesting cat. I like and, his music. Uh, yeah, it's very entertaining. Really cool. yep. Very entertaining. He's fun to watch, too. Very much so. I want him to come over to my house and just, like, do that. <laughs> <laughs> just... Instead of a keyboard, just you over there for 30 minutes, just hang out, do your thing. We'll watch. I want him to be my Paul Schaefer. I mean, like when we record the show, we just like have him do the intro live. How cool would that be? That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mrs. Gleep would be all over that. You know. I feel like I feel like at that point, though, we're, we're, we're veering into late night talk show host territory. It's true. It's true. No problem with that at all. All right. Support Star Citizen, the base radio, HTTP colon slash slash radio dot star citizen dot no, starcitizenbase.com. Almost got through that. Uh, where you can find a rebroadcast of the previous week's Versecast show every Saturday afternoon. I am those guys with ships Gleep. Check the show notes for all of my contact informations. Jimmy, where can the fine folks find you? 
You can find me uh, most chatty over on Twitter uh, at Jimmy Croker. You can email me at jimmy at versecast.org. Uh, you can find me by my handle, Jackson, J-A-X-S-U-N, over at Versecast and over at Official RSI. And you can find me every Thursday night over at the base doing my show Quantum Drive, which is awesome music and awesome Star Citizen lore. Yes, it is. John, where can the good folks find you? You can find me at the only Jonto on Twitter, as well as pretty much everywhere else. And you can also email me at John at versecast.org. And you can find me. Uh, I'm uh, Delando, D I L D A N D A U 87 at G. And that's, that, excuse me, that's uh, Steam. Uh, I have crossed over. You can find me at ace at versecast.org. It's my <gasps> new versecast email. I know, guys. Wow, I know. Wow, he made the announcement. It's official. Yeah, it's official. So you can find me there. Um, if you really feel like it, aceazamine87 <laughs> at gmail.com oh is God. still viable. I'm going to retire that sometime. So close. So I know. Close. If you Terrible. really feel like it. Man, I really if liked that really Gmail. I think I'll use that one this time. <laughs> uh, okay. Speaking of email. You can email the show yeah. at comms at versecast.org. Uh, you can also find us on Steam. We are those guys with ships slash versecast. Just search for that. You'll find us. Um, follow us on Twitter at versecast. Make sure to use the hashtag TGWS and search for it too um, if you're tweeting about uh, Star Citizen stuff. Uh, Robertspaceindustries.com slash org slash versecast is where you can find our organization. We are those guys with ships. You can join multiple orgs. So you should join us, too, because we're fun. Yes, we are. We're the funnest. We're the fun. The funnerest. The funnerest. Clearly, we're not the most, we're not the most uh, eloquent, then. We're the funnest-er. I'm funnester than you are. Wow. More funnester. More funnester. Versecast.org they, is our website. They call me Uncle Funnester. No, we're done with that. Okay, versecast.org <laughs> is our website. You should go over there. Check out our forums. We've got links to the podcast. We've got our mumble. Um, and I'm going to be making some pretty cool additions to the website. Hopefully, um, that stuff is falling together pretty well. Um, I did have some blockers yesterday, um, but I think I've, I'm getting them ironed out. Uh, How's your net code? It's, it's, it's okay. It's all net code, actually. So that's the problem. <laughs> um, Make sure to go give us a like on the RSI Community Hub. Uh, you can yes, go please. look at the podcast page. We are somewhere in there. Um, or you can just go to hub.versecast.org. That'll forward you right to the page. It only takes a second. All you have to be, all you have to do is sign in and push that like button. So if you're already signed in, you know it only takes a second to type in that address and push that button. So we'd really appreciate it. And you know. Leave a comment as well. We love seeing those comments. It's really, really, you know, it's nice. Just, yeah, it's good. Makes it good. It's it makes us keep doing the show. That's what makes us hammer on. So well, that and the paycheck. Yeah, that oh, too. Okay. From, from wait, engine. Wait, wait, no. You guys, you guys get a paycheck? <laughs> I was gonna say. Uh, last I checked, I don't get paid for doing this. Oh, must uh, mm. must have not gone through. Um, you can uh, email. You can <laughs> no. You you should go give us a review on iTunes. Just search for Versecast. It's the first thing that pops up, and then uh, email us about it. 
I think. Yeah, because we have a, we have a funky aggregator. We don't have any aggregator. That's the problem. Remember that dance from the seventies, Jimmy? The funky aggregator. I do. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. like the funky chicken, only more aggressive. Yeah. Well, you had to wear the platform shoes. You did. Yeah. Yeah. It was dangerous. It was dangerous. Yeah. Aggregation is not for the squeamish. Until next time, then, we are those guys with ships, and this has been our community podcast. See you guys. Bye. See you later. Aggregator. I'm glad to get one of those, uh, you know, awkward silences in there. I'm missing those. The password is aggregator. Aggregator.